You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, and today we're joined by Dr. Marcella Smid. You specialize in high-risk pregnancies and addiction, also an assistant professor at the University of Utah. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. So we're talking about a topic that uh, I think in the last couple of months may have become more of a hotter topic. I know um, some studies have been done, but prior to this, I don't feel like it's something many people have really talked about, and it's the correlation between alcohol use and Mm dads-to-be. We always talk a lot about, of course, alcohol use with Mm moms-to-be and alcohol use or what should be the lack thereof Mm -hmm. while you're pregnant. But now we're talking about alcohol use and dads-to-be. Talk to us a little bit about where this topic kind of came into fruition, how we got here. So it's a great question. Um, I think it's a, it's definitely a question that has, there's been a lot of focus on moms and um, probably lack of uh, as much focus on dads because it does take two to tango. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are here because two people are involved. And so one of the, um, there's a recent study that came out that among couples with infertility, that's I think where the media attention has started, mm-hmm. is that alcohol, heavy alcohol use among men is associated with decreased sperm count and sperm motility. So it's really a fertility issue, I think, is how it came to to fruition, but there's certainly researchers that have been looking at this in terms of the wide spectrum of things from conception all the way to a child's adult, going into adulthood and what their risk of having a substance use disorder is. So we talk a lot about, of course, from a woman's standpoint, preparing our bodies, preparing Mm -hmm. ourselves for pregnancy, for um, conception, all of those types Mm -hmm. of things. But dads, in in one area of this study that we're talking about today, alcohol use with dads to be, mm-hmm. dads should be preparing their bodies as Just well. Just as much. Yep. So uh, heavy alcohol use, tobacco, obesity, all of those things is what are, do the exact same things that they do to our bodies, which is decrease the likelihood of conception. And so it's really, it's yeah, so that's not just mom. And so how often are you seeing some of that when it comes to the infertility side of things? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think we're seeing it more and more in the United States. So we're seeing about 15% of infertility is is male factor. And so mm-hmm. we're seeing more and more that there's more and more attention as well on what is feeding into male factor infertility. And then going past conception, mm-hmm. um, now we're getting into what well, some, I know some uh, partners will choose to be with their other partner mm-hmm. in the sense of, okay, well, I know that it's, it's not good for you to drink while you're pregnant. You're not going to drink while you're mm-hmm. pregnant. I'm going to go ahead and and take the nine months of that journey with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but not everyone does that. And when it comes to substance abuse with alcohol, that can be that can be an issue. It can be very difficult. Yeah. What are you seeing uh, during pregnancy with alcohol and dads to be? Yeah, so I think it really depends. That's that. That's those really um, important um, connections that both. Mom and dad, there's a there's a journey that happens both during pregnancy and once a baby is born. And so while a mom is doing this, the gestating part, growing this mm-hmm. human being inside of her, it's a hard process um, sure. for anybody. And so I think dads that, that have any substance use issue, including alcohol, 
that there may they may not be able to be there and be as supportive to their to their partner as possible. And then once the baby's born, there's certainly studies that have shown that heavy alcohol use among dads causes the bonding to mm. perhaps be less than ideal. Mm -hmm. And so that can have lifelong implications on the bonding. Because we know that for moms, and we've, we have lots of, of data to, to show us that moms bonding with their babies really sets everybody on the, on the correct path of attachment and affection and being able to communicate with your baby. But less has been looked at with dads. And sure. we do have some data with dads that that may be, that those lifelong impacts may start Right at right at the same time that mom that mom's bonding with her baby, that it's just as important for dad to bond with his baby. Because the substance abuse or the alcohol abuse, mm -hmm. it just makes them less present. Absolutely. They're just not fully there yep. with their partner or with their baby. So but substances hijack your brain. Right? Mm -hmm. So when your brain is hijacked, you can't engage with whoever is important to you, whether that's your partner or your parents or your child, in the same way that someone might want to. And so it's it's often if there's truly an alcohol use disorder, which is someone that's at a point where they're they're not able to control their use, they're really having consequences of that use. Then really, we are seeing some of those impacts. But even high, sort of what we call risky um, alcohol, mm -hmm. which is for men defined as more than four drinks in a day or more than 14 in a week, that those are that's not necessarily a substance use disorder definition, but it just tells us that person is at a high risk of that. Sure. And that's about the levels where we're seeing that this attack may really be impacted. And even at lower levels, but the, the research has showed us certainly that at those higher levels. And also what can play a factor is mm -hmm. uh, the other person's partner. Mm -hmm. um, if there's substance abuse on both sides or if there has been on both mm -hmm. sides, that can play a big factor into Absolutely. this as well. What do you see when it comes to you know, both partners in it, mom and dad, mm -hmm. maybe having alcohol abuse issues or other substance abuse. And whether um, whether that means mom has, you know, put her abuse issues aside during her pregnancy or not, what are you seeing with the dads there? So that's a great question. Uh, so we, I specialize in women with any substance use disorder. And so we see a lot of partners. Often I get asked questions, well, you're or assumptions from people that don't work with um, moms with substance use disorders. Well, the dad's not even there, and and that's not that's really not true. I mean, right. we see a lot of dads. I mean, we see a lot of dads showing up to their appointments with their partners. We know that it's, it can be a very much a trigger. So people with substance use disorders often partner with people with substance, and that's not always true, but right. it's. The, certainly the majority of people who have substance use disorders have partners with substance use disorders, and it can be a trigger. So it may not be their drug of choice, so alcohol may not be their drug of choice, maybe it's heroin or methamphetamine or other substances, but when their partner is using, it can be a trigger for their own use. And certainly as they're going through this process of attaining recovery and that, mm -hmm. and it's very, very difficult, um, that when, when their partner isn't in recovery, it just makes it that much harder. Mm -hmm. um, and then really it's that postpartum period. So we know that for moms in the postpartum period, so any mom, even in the best of circumstances, it is very difficult to have a tiny human. Yes. Um, that is, it is, even if there's no substance use issue, it's very difficult. Life changes completely. Life changes. And then when you really pile on substance use disorders, if you have the women with substance use disorders and men with substance mm -hmm. use disorders, including alcohol, are more likely to have depression or anxiety. There's just more things that are challenging in that postpartum period. And the relapse rate there is very, very high for moms. And so getting both partners into recovery right. is really key to that lifelong start.
because that's that is where it starts, mm-hmm. and especially what you were talking about a little bit earlier about that bonding Absolutely. and those attachments and how um, you know if we miss mm-hmm. that window yeah. of opportunity, that can just create such Absolutely. a downward spiral mm-hmm. throughout the course, not only you know for the couple but mm-hmm. the, the children or the child going forward Absolutely. into adulthood. Um, talk to me a little bit about then on the other side. We talk about how two partners with substance abuse mm-hmm. issues, of course, um, feed off each other a little mm-hmm. bit in that sense. What it, what what happens on the other side of it where the mom doesn't have substance abuse issues, mm-hmm. but she's maybe starting to notice that mm-hmm. the dad does, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe she hasn't ever noticed it before, right. and maybe these new stresses and anxieties of having Mm -hmm. a baby, bringing a child into the world is maybe triggering something for this father to be. Absolutely. Um, Do you see that? First of all, do you Mm -hmm. see that? Yeah, we do. I actually, I just saw someone this week where this was an issue where the mom had said, you know, I never really brought this up. I thought it was going to be better once the baby was here and things would get better, but now he's drinking more and I'm tired and I just can't anymore. And so it's definitely something that we see. And so it can trigger absolutely more use. Mm-hmm. But then also, um, maybe if it, if it has been an issue mm-hmm. before and mom has seen it more now as well, mm-hmm. what's something that that, that mom-to-be can do resource-wise, help-wise, conversation-wise, mm-hmm. either to have with her, with her spouse, with her partner, or with a provider to say, hey, I think this could be an issue or becoming an issue? Mm-hmm. So that's a great question. I think there's a couple of different ways to address it. One is if, if someone thinks, whoever it is that they have, that somebody has an alcohol problem, uh, there are certainly, there are tons of resources that are available. Um, one is that even from their own doctor, they can either, their midwife or their doctor, or their own provider, maybe that person isn't the right person um, to take care of them, but asking for someone who mm-hmm. can help that person to evaluate. A referral their, or something. Yep, referral to their, or their primary care doctor. So any any healthcare professional should be able to address this if that person's willing to go. Sure. If that person's not, I mean, then then you have to get. Then there's something the, else. Then there's always. So one of the um, great uh, resources that we have here in Utah is that is USARA, um, which is peer support uh, coaches, and they have tons of resources available for folks to really go through and figure out: Is does my partner have a problem? Mm-hmm. Is something going on here? And even reaching out and saying, "I don't know if this is a problem, but I want to bounce it off of somebody." It's not a. It's someone that they're willing to pick up the phone and just talk to you and and figure out what. What, where the resources might be. Um, additional uh, resources is the public health department, calling mm-hmm. the Utah Public Health Department. That's an additional resource. Or even if someone's really at the point where they're pretty sure, Alcoholics Anonymous, I mean, these are sure. all resources that are available here in our community. And it can be from an outsider's perspective mm-hmm. as well. It doesn't, sometimes in a couple situation, you're sometimes blinded by certain things Absolutely. you don't see what's actually mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Um, other times, I know sometimes you might be afraid to approach that conversation mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a partner, whether it's a mom-to-be or a dad-to-be. Um, so I think our, our listeners should also know that you can be that person Absolutely. to ask the questions as well, whether you're a, a parent of a mom-to-be mm-hmm. or a dad-to-be, you know, a grandparent-to-be, mm-hmm. uh, an aunt and uncle, a family friend, mm-hmm. a 
your pediatrician. A neighbor. Mm-hmm. And pediatricians can help mm-hmm. broach that conversation as well. So we do this a lot when we are asking, well, we want to know things about both mom and dad. How can right. we both help? How can we help you maximize your health? Um, and certainly there are referrals, all of those things. There's And for folks that really do have alcohol use disorder, there are medications, there's treatment. I mean, there's really uh, a wide breadth of, of treatments that are available. Yeah, I think it kind of becomes one of those just like so many things, you know, mm-hmm. see something, say something. Yeah. If you see that there may Absolutely. be something going on, you know, a different dynamic within mm-hmm. this couple or within this mom to be or dad to be, you know, don't don't be afraid to, to say something, whether right that's up. to them mm-hmm. or maybe to someone else in the family that could approach the situation, absolutely. handle it differently. I, mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yep, absolutely. Um, the other side of it mm-hmm. too, pregnant moms, yes, moms to be, absolutely, and substance abuse. Yeah, um, we know the studies that have been done. We know mm-hmm. the harm that it can cause, uh, alcohol use or any mm-hmm. substance abuse mm-hmm. or use um, during pregnancy. But it's still something that we need to talk about. Absolutely. What are you seeing right now um, in in some of your clinics and, mm-hmm. and what you're treating? So we are seeing a lot of, so I see a tremendous number and, and wide breadth of substances. So often I, um, I trained in North Carolina and when I came here, people said, well, people in Utah don't do, do drugs, right? And I laughed and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Right, they, the naivety people, of that. People in Utah do all the drugs, yeah. all, all of the possibilities. Um, and so we're seeing, tremendous number of women with opioid use disorder and methamphetamine use disorder. And we are seeing, and I'm not sure if this is because we are a specialty referral clinic, so we take care of women with substance use disorders. Sure. And I can tell you in the last six months that we're seeing far more alcohol use disorder moms being referred to us. And I'm not, like we mentioned, yeah. um, we, I'm not sure if this is because we're seeing more of them because now there's a place Because you are a resource. Right, that we are a resource and that we'll, we'll happily take care of these moms and offer them treatment um, and, and referrals to all the things that they need, or if it's really because we're seeing more alcohol use disorder, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that um, we'll be looking into. Sure. But it is yeah. something that you are still seeing. Absolutely. And alcohol, actually, nationwide is one of the most common substances that, that mm-hmm. moms use. So we there's a lot of attention on opioids now. There's a lot of attention on methamphetamine, but alcohol still remains the number one. It's that tobacco and alcohol still remain the, the substances that pregnant women are using. And what we know is that pregnant women who are using alcohol, that's actually the one of the leading causes of birth defects. Mm-hmm. So I get lots of questions about other substances, but it's actually alcohol that I worry most about in terms of birth defects. And it's also probably one of the substances that the most research mm-hmm. has been done on Absolutely. to date as well. Yes. Because we've seen it over the course of so many years mm-hmm. and the research and, and studies that have been done. Yes. Absolutely. And so the recommendation really is no alcohol use. So sometimes people will ask me, well, what's safe? When And we go, well, really? There None. really isn't a safe. We don't know. I mean, that's not a question. We don't. We definitely don't recommend any. We, we recommend no alcohol use in, right. in pregnancy as the safest approach. Because there's no other way to study it. There's no, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty black yeah. and white yeah. at that point. And there's probably some genetic component of this that makes people susceptible to the adverse effects of alcohol. Sure. Um, but we can't tell by looking at you if you have that genetic um, disposition or not. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's always better, you know, to be safe than Absolutely. anything else. Absolutely. And so no means no there. Uh, and then we're also, though, seeing, though, with these new studies, you know, coming out, it's I know it was a topic that, um, you know, definitely made its way through the media and mm-hmm. around social media and, yeah. and kind of went viral when this study came out about alcohol well, and dads-to-be. Mm-hmm. 
because yeah. for so many years we've always talked about alcohol moms. use with moms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it, it probably caught some by surprise, mm-hmm. but I think that, you know, like as we mentioned, when you, when you take it back to the infertility side of things, mm-hmm. you know, that's become a topic that, um, finally we're talking yeah, so much more about. Mm-hmm. And now we're also learning how, of course, it takes two to tango and it both takes, sides absolutely. play that factor in infertility mm-hmm. as well. Um, and alcohol use can be one of those factors with mm-hmm. dads. Um, resource-wise for any of our listeners, whether mm-hmm. you're a mom-to-be, a dad-to-be, uh, someone who is maybe seeing a situation mm-hmm. that they feel needs to be addressed mm-hmm. with with a couple that they know, um, what are the resources that they can utilize? So, so certainly the their doctor, if there is that, there's our, you know, if someone's really worried, um, they can certainly call for a consultation with us um, at the University of Utah, we're happy to see those folks. Um, if someone's worried about, really, if there's a dangerous situation happening sure. um, and, and substance use is playing that role in a family, the Department of Child and um, Family Services is a great resource. A lot of people get very scared about that but they're truly a resource to help families assess safety. So if someone's really scared for safety, mm-hmm. that's their that's a resource to go to. In terms of getting help, I mean, that's really, it's the Utah Department of, of Public Health, um, Alcoholics Anonymous, USARA, these, these groups that are really out there to help people address these. And it's such a common, common issue. Right. I mean, we see it all the time. People, it's, and a lot of people are hidden and they're in the shadows and they're not talking about it. What we do know is that any substance use, including alcohol use disorder, has a genetic component. So Mm -hmm. if your family members, if your mom, your dad, your grandparents had issues with alcohol use disorder, there's about a 50% chance that you may inherit that. So it's not, it's transgenerational and we're seeing it across the board. So those resources are available um, to all people, whether it's not, whether it's a mom to be, a dad to be, a grandparent, a parent, I mean, those are really across the board and it's very, very common. Yeah. And, you know, like you were saying, there are scenarios where maybe, maybe the mom-to-be or the dad-to-be hadn't seen these mm-hmm. sides or these signs Absolutely. before mm-hmm. until now, you know, we're adding a life-changing yeah. event yeah. into our world. And Nothing and, like a tiny human to bring, <laughs> to all, bring it into all into light. Into light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it can, and I think that mm-hmm. that's something too for our listeners you know, to be aware of absolutely it, the, the stresses and the anxiety and all of the changes mm-hmm. that your world is going to go into mm-hmm. after not only during pregnancy but then right. uh, having a baby, bringing baby home. It can trigger yeah. so much. And I encourage moms or dads if they have questions before the baby's born yes. to bring it up because it's often just like my the mom that I just saw said, "Well, I just thought everything would be better." Um, once the baby was here, yeah. and it's almost never true. Yes, it's almost always that things things don't get better because it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard to have a small baby. Yeah, or a large baby, or a large baby, any baby, or, or adult children, child. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, Doctor Smith, thank you so much. Thank Such you. A, a wealth of knowledge you are, and useful information I know for our listeners as well. So thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And that concludes our podcast. Uh, thanks for listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast today. We're talking about alcohol and how that can affect dads-to-be. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.